the Brothers in Kayfabe. For over two seasons, the revolutionary force in brotherly kayfabe entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present the Brothers in Kayfabe. Bingo Hall that your grandmother comes to, right in the middle of South Oklahoma City, where they only serve Pep's Blue Ribbon. It is the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I am one of your announcers here tonight at this capacity crowd of 150 people. It is time for the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jake El Igante Keel, and I'm going to kick it over to the man right next to me on the desk. That is Mr. Rasslin, Lane and Bumgarner. It is great to be here in front of these 150 fans. I'd rather be here with 150 of my best fans than the people who pretend to be my fans. Jake, how are you doing? I am doing great because... Today's podcast is brought to you by the crisp, smooth taste of cheap Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, and uh, I've already cracked it open, and it is also brought to you by a cold glass of tap water. How are you doing there, uh, Landon? It's been a good week for me. I'm doing good. It's been a good week um, for me, too. Almost got shoot hot. We, If you're part of the Patreon, you've heard some discuss or discussions about video games and technology and got shoot hot because I invested a lot of time this weekend into really honestly being able to play some old wrestling games on modern technology and accidentally lost all of that progress about nine hours worth of hard work. But other than that, I'm doing great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let the folks at home know what I'm watching right now. So the other day, I found a way to watch All In. It's been a while since I'd watched All In. Um, But I am watching All In, finishing it up. And I just... Whoa, it's over. Okay. So (laughs) I just... No, the whole show's not over. But Uh. the match that I was watching. uh, Kenny Omega just beat Penta L0M. This is weird. Okay, so he was Penta L0M by this point, right? Yes. But then he goes back to AW as Pentagon Jr. But I thought he was at this point in 2018, he wasn't allowed to use the Pentagon Jr. name anymore. I think you're right. There was definitely some kind of legal thing going on. And obviously, one way or another, it's been cleared up because it's well, like he's back to being Penta L0M again. He's not maybe, Pentagon Jr. anymore. And maybe. Something has resurfaced because I feel like, and I can't remember for sure, so don't hold me to this, but there may have, maybe it was an impact even. Um, they were just like, okay, you're Penta and nothing else. Like you're not even Pentagon, you're just Penta. Did you hear uh, Chris Jericho's story about this night? Not to get us off track already, but it's it's a great story. Maybe. Um, was it whenever they released like the initial podcast about it? 
I don't know. I just heard it recently. Then there's no telling. So, Go ahead. So, okay. So by now, everybody knows he shows up as Pentagon Jr. at the end of this match and beats down Kenny Omega um, to set up some more stuff for New Japan. He wasn't supposed to be there. He flew in from a Fozzie concert. Like right, It was like from Kansas, I think. So nobody told Penta that he needed to bring an extra set of gear. And so when he got there, he happened to have a second set of gear, but it did not match. It was not the same colors. So it was like he had like an extra gold mask, but like the actual gear he had was silver and he was wearing gold that night well like they find this out like an hour before jericho is supposed to go on so like jericho and one of his like entourage guys found the nearest home depot and went and found gold spray paint and literally like right before they came out finish spray painting this gear so that it's gold and matches and if you look at like him his gear that he's wearing and what penta was wearing they're not anything alike like other than just color right other than just color like the designs are like the same principle but different because like penta wears the same gear but like they're always just a little bit different in shape or size you know and so I just thought that was a funny, cool little fact. Like they had to rush around to a Home Depot to find uh, gold spray gold paint. Spray paint. Here's, speaking of the man himself, Don Callis already looking like Kenny's handler now. The what? What is he? The invisible hand? Something like that. He's literally in 2018 has the red o- aviators and everything like looks identical. That's insane i i love it but uh what are you watching uh there lando real quick before that say but real quick before i say what i'm watching i speaking of that specific moment um of all in i remember i was riding home from it had to been visiting my grandma something like that and i pulled it up on my phone because I couldn't watch it live. Yeah. And so I was kind of keeping tabs on it from you and from the internet. And I was like, well, I don't want any big spoilers. And I literally, I right as I turned it on, the screen went black. And I was like, oh, great. My feed got cut. <laughs> and then it comes back on. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Um, but to answer your previous question, I am watching, for those of you with Patreon, you can see the image of it. I'm watching... WWE Monday Night Raw presents Bad Blood 2004. It's been right in your wheelhouse. It's it's been wild so far. Um, I do want to show you this once again. If you have the Patreon, you could see this stuff. So inside, I have the little mail-in certificate thingy to subscribe to. Not WWE magazine, but either Raw or SmackDown magazine. You should send it in and see what happens. I've I've thought about it. And then it came with obviously like the insert for what's on the DVD. 
But it also... Man, what a better time. This is what you don't get, is here's the catalog of stuff that is available on DVD at this time. Like, even Attitude Era stuff that they're like, hey, we're still selling it. You can still get it. Take what me a back. better time. You, hey, friends and everyone at home, do y'all remember Marty Skrull? R.I.P. He, he's on my screen right now. I think he's about to break somebody's fingers. But uh, I saw where he's got a match here soon. Surprising, because really, <clears throat> and we don't necessarily need to get into it, but ever since the whole like speaking out movement, him and like all of the UK have been quiet. He has this kind of hair now. Wild. Wow. So maybe he's been yeah. hiding. Hoot, hoot. There are parts but, uh, of there are parts of all in that did not age well, but we don't need to go into know. that. <laughs> hey, I they all I know is the Cody Aldis match is still as great as ever. Um telling a great story. There's just some really good matches on this whole card. That women's match, the four-way, I forgot how good that match was. And I, that probably until WWE, that was probably my only taste, excuse me, of watching Chelsea Green. I was thinking about this. Um, was it All Out that just happened? Yes. Yeah, All Out. Um the casino battle, battle royale. Well. I they've been fun, but I still don't think there's been anything better than the over budget battle royale. I love that. Like that was so, but like the fact that like we're over budget, screw it, let's just keep going over budget. And Flip Gordon wins. Sadly, it's like what happened to Flip? Like R.I.P. Um. Jordan Grace is in there. That's the night I became a Jordan Grace fan. Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Billy Gunn. Ray. Tommy Dreamer. Like, the list goes on. I'm going to have to pull it up now and see uh, who all was in that match. But I love... Don't get me wrong. I love the... Uh, the casino battle royals. I think the best one was the first one with hangman winning. Um, I love the idea of it more than anything mm -hmm. because like, it's a really good play on the battle Royal that, you know, nobody's ever really done. Yeah. It's a fresh interpretation. It's nice because <clears throat> you can do it multiple times a year. Yeah. Without it being, old as opposed to like the Royal Rumble you can't do multiple Royal Rumbles a year it's it's hard like even doing the men and women's is hard because it's like well by the time everyone makes their entrance you're already 45 minutes into the match right so Jordan Grace Moose Rocky Romero Colt Cabana Ethan Page Brian Cage Billy Gunn Jimmy Jacobs Marco Stunt Punishment Martinez. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Brandon Cutler. I forgot until I watched the <laughs> NWA title match. 
that Tim Storm walked out with uh, Aldis. I forgot about that, too. I'm laughing. I can't hear what he's saying because I got it's muted. But Randy Orton, who's intercontinental champion at this time, yeah. starts cutting a promo in the back. Um, What's it with Todd Grisham? Takes the mic from Todd Grisham and starts walking the backstage and then comes um, like to the if you're facing the stage comes from the right of the stage, like through the curtains off of the Titantron setup. Yeah. And he walks between the giant light rig that they have on the floor, like walks between it and Arn Anderson. At least I'm pretty sure it's Arn Anderson. It, like as soon as Randy starts walking past it. He, I can only assume because Randy is like walking a specific way through the crowd that Arn is trying to be like, go that way, go that way. And you see him like step into the field of view. Yeah. And he realizes, crap, I'm probably on camera. And you just see Arn do this and just <laughs> duck behind the light. And it just, I was just not expecting to see that. So fun little Arn Anderson moment. I guess Flip Gordon is still in uh, Ring of Honor. I just haven't heard of him in a while. I need you to... Let's see if it'll pop up. I just need you to see. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to say the message I just got or who it's from, but for those of you... say it's someone who could get us a lot of clout. It is. For those of you who have the Patreon... Look who's in Landon's DMs. That's all we're going to say about that. But uh, That's all we are. Hey, for five bucks a month, you get stuff you're not getting anywhere else. So to get us back on track, we've been watching off screen. Um, <laughs> just Marty Skrull versus Okada. Like, that's such a random match to put on here and you can thank okada for the main event being like six six minutes long right like they went way over time apparently because okada can't have a short match that's his specialty he's also got red hair which is really weird for me um anyway uh so this week it's just hit after hit here recently isn't it it's been uh, at least at least for AEW. We'll talk about WWE, too. I think we are in... I'm not going to say a wrestling boom, because that's an overused fa phrase, but I think we're just in a really good time to be a wrestling fan of any kind, because there's so many options, and they're all different options, which I think is the best thing. It's not, okay, here's WWE, and here's WWE Lite. And here's WWE Light 2. Or it's not, here's AEW and here's right. AEW Light and AEW Light 2. It's everyone, like Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, and Impact and New Japan all have a different feel. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing because once we say it all the time, like what you like and don't watch what you don't like. And right. Now more than ever, you have the opportunity to do that, especially not because of CM Punk coming back, but really starting with that weekend of CM Punk and Brock Lesnar coming back. Right. 
and just it's it's been it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Well, like it feels like '96 again, where there was just like you have choices. Yeah, and every choice you have is is good. And it's the first time, really, since some then that's we've better had than that. others, right? Because I mean, since WCW and ECW went out of business, re- if you live in the U.S. Uh, specifically, um, your options have been WWE for a cup of coffee, TNA, right? If you were a really deep wrestling fan and had the appropriate internet set up or communications to trade, you could still watch Japanese wrestling. If you're like a boy Roy, yeah, you'd bring an honor doing the HD net, doing the DVDs, and then eventually Sinclair. Our boy Roy, who's been super heavy into Lucha Libre and being able to go out of your way and watch that. But now more than ever, it's like you said, we have options again. There is many free options to watch wrestling now. Ring of Honor's on, uh, I think, in Oklahoma City. It's Channel 16, and it's free. It's free cable. Public access. It's also, if you have Pluto, Ring of Honor airs on Pluto TV. It's a free internet TV um, station, basically. Several channels on it. Um, And it airs on the stadium network. And they've got the Impact channel on there as well. Triple A channel um, as well. Triple A. Dude, the Triple A channel is outrageous. But, you know, you have AEW on basic cable. WWE's on free TV now with Fox. You know, Impact, it's hard to watch Impact, but for like a dollar, you can watch it on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. hey, you know. And... <clears throat> There's talks about trying to get their deal with Twitch back yes, up and running that. again, which would be good. Tremendous. The big impact has a decent product now. It's just yeah. for the last couple of years, it's just been really inconvenient to find a way it, to watch it. It's so hard to watch it. Like, it's so hard to find find it. Now, it's not hard to watch. It's great mm-hmm. television. They've got some really good big stars that deserve the spotlight there. Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, um, the Majors. uh, Moose. Moose, Eric Young. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. I mean, it's just from top to bottom, they got great workers that can put on great matches. But it's so damn hard to 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 find somewhere to watch it. Bring now, back Spike TV. Hashtag right. cancel Paramount. Hey, if they could put them on Paramount, I would be a pig and slop. It'd be good. But, um, you know, and then you got AEW on TNT and TBS because remember, folks, uh, Dynamite's moving to TBS here soon. But Rampage so will remain on Rampage TNT. will be the TNT show. There's rumor that Rampage will be moved to a two-hour event weekly. Um, and we saw the first two-hour episode this week. Well, it'll be interesting what their views are almost for a two-hour show. Mm-hmm. Um, because I watched the first hour, and then I went to bed. I, I could not keep my eyes open. It's, it's like the Attitude Era again where Raw... Starts at 
I think it, when it was still one hour, it started at 10 o'clock our time, yeah. um, 11 o'clock in other places. Then they go to two hours, and so they start at 9 o'clock, and now they start at 4 p.m. in the afternoon and go till midnight. Right. <laughs> but, like, so we'll see how that works. I, they might have to go head-to-head with SmackDown. I don't know. And that'll be... I, That'll be interesting to see just for the fact that it's a cable show running up against a right national show. I don't think they're going to beat out SmackDown because SmackDown's <clears throat> just more accessible. And that's the but, thing. We, <laughs> uh, I'll rephrase uh, a joke a friend of the show said talking about there were always there's always certain demographics at school growing up that like they'd never watched raw but they watched smackdown because they could watch it on antenna right you could watch it on upn yeah and so it's like upn (laughs) yeah rip i remember i remember getting upn on the little dvd player in the back of my mom's uh expedition like there you go I remember watching some special that was on UPN while waiting for my mom to get off work at like eight o'clock at night. And it was uh, an Undertaker special on UPN. And it was about the streak. It was the first time I'd ever heard anything about the streak. And it was off the little rabbit ears version of uh, the DVD player in the back of my mom's expedition. Just on that note, I my favorite thing about SmackDown because Raw never really did this, is for quite a while on UPN and then the early days of the CW, SmackDown would always do at least one or two special episodes like that a year. Yeah. Uh, Because for a while, it, it was like the last SmackDown. I can't remember if it was before... If it was the one like before Christmas or if it was just the last SmackDown of the year, they would always play like best of moments for the year. And that was just a cool thing because you didn't you don't get that any other time. Well, damn, pal, nobody's watching that crap. It's on Friday night. That's why we put it on Friday night. There you go. Hey, nobody wants to watch SmackDown. That's why I put all those vanilla midgets over there like. Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. They want to be taken for a ride. And then subsequently also putting giants like Undertaker, Big Show, and Great Collie at the right. same time. We're going to have the right. smallest and the tallest on the show. Right. Remember there was like a time during the Ruthless Aggression era that like SmackDown was the best show on the it, on WWE. And we're back to that. Yeah. And it, it still is. And it's, it's one of those things. Historically, raw has always had the star power. It's the A show and the bigger moments, but SmackDown has always been the most consistent. And it obviously for whenever it was like, okay, well, SmackDown is just going to be raw part two. Right. And Remember, there was a lot of time where SmackDown would have like at least 15 minutes uh, dedicated to recapping Raw. Yeah, especially it, <clears throat> you know, we, we can talk about this in the coming weeks with the WWE draft coming up. 
And I always get so pumped because I love the concept. Um, I've, I've never been shy about that. That's why I love general manager mode in every video game because there's just something so fascinating about that. But WWE always does it. They were so good at first when they first did the brand split in 2002. And it really wasn't until like 2007, 2008 that it just got horrible. And they yeah. like they were totally separate, but it's always, okay, we're going to draft Raw and SmackDown rosters. And then like two weeks later, it's like, well, if you didn't catch Kofi Kingston versus The Miz on Raw, you can see them having the rematch tonight on SmackDown. And don't worry, exactly. the Usos are... Going to face the New Day for the tag titles again. And, well, if you miss it this week, it'll be on Raw and SmackDown next week, too. Yeah, you you can totally... If you missed Raw, you can watch all the good parts of Raw on SmackDown. <laughs> on Smackdown. All the things you must see. You can watch all of Raw and all of SmackDown in two hours instead of spending the five hours to watch it live. But anyway, we predicted it last time. Big E is WWE champion. We did. I love that he's with the New Day again. I I have a little bit of a bone to pick with that. Okay. And it's mainly because at Extreme Rules, Big E, who's WWE champion, and they made, I don't remember the last time they've made such a big deal about someone winning a title. Yeah. Like their social media, like they on Instagram and Twitter, they changed like their, not their actual handle, but like their display name to like, it was like either WWE champion Big E or it was like big WWE champion, something like that. Yeah. They made such a big deal about it. And the first pay-per-view he's in, I can't remember. So don't hold me to this because uh, I did not. I've not watched it yet, but it was either the opening match or the second yes. match of the pay-per-view. And you have your WWE champion in a a six-man tag. It was the opening match of the rest the pay-per-view proper. So like the first match of the actual pay-per-view, not counting the pre-show, which I mean pre-show, it's in the same building. So oh wait, no. Oh wait, that never never mind. That's how they set up the match. They didn't have this match planned. Uh, pre-planned. They set it up during the kickoff. Then they had Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Then the actual pay-per-view started with the New Day versus Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles and Omos. Which it's like yes, from a a storyline pre- Perspective, it makes sense for Lashley and for Big E to be doing something together. I guess it makes sense for Styles and Omos to be looking at the tag titles, but it's just like, like what, like really? That's why, why? the first thing your WWE champion does. Why can't we have a rematch? Yeah, and that's logically what should happen. Here's my my fear of Biggie's run, and we talked about this when we first started talking about, you know, who I think we did this months back of, or it was whenever the Money in the Bank contracts were first received. What we were hoping to see happen, I'm afraid that 
Biggie being with the New Day could hold him back to some degree because I yep. think in creative, who's ever the heck in charge of creative now, it's going to be like, oh, well, it's not Big E, the main event world champion. It's Big E, the third member of the New Day. And it's kind of like when someone wins, someone's world champion, but you're also part of a tag team. It's like, well, very rarely is it going to put the tag team in the main event, it's right. probably either the team breaks up and one is in the <laughs> one, Sean, one's Marty, or it's gonna, well, you had your moment now, go back to the mid card and do well, tag stuff. Was it like that with Kofi? I can't remember. Pretty much. I mean, they were still, they separated him a little bit to do the specific stuff with Randy. And then obviously Brock comes in and takes the title off him. But I think with Kofi too, that that hurt him because every time you saw Kofi do anything good, the New Day was there celebrating, which of course, like his partners are going to help celebrate him. But also you, you know, in my, in my mind, from a psychology standpoint, you've got to have a separation of the you know, it's he's the world champion. He's got to to step aside and, and prove that. I don't know. It's just I don't think, I think it's go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna finish, say I, finish your thought. I don't think it's bad. Like, don't act like the new day don't exist and don't act like you know, don't hide the fact that they're friends, but Right. Also but they don't need to be doing everything together. Yeah. Especially if big like they're attacked. Right now, Kofi and Xavier are acting like the tag team, so they need to be focused on the tag team division. Big E's WWE right. champion, he needs to be focused on the singles division. And it's just, it's it's a hard thing because we really haven't seen situations like this. Here's what I think about it, is they are a faction through and through. They are probably one of the greatest factions of all time. I would say probably right next to NWO as far as achievement, longevity. I mean, gosh, they've been together since 2014. It's 2021 and they've been together that long and, and, and Vince hasn't completely separated them, mm -hmm. which is shocking. And they've had two WWE title runs now, mm -hmm. and Vince didn't didn't split them up. Right. So I think as long as they treat it like a faction, you're good. Yeah, the tag team comes out and they do their tag team match. Maybe Big E stays in the back, or they come out together and Big E stays up on the ramp, goes back in the back again, and then of course for the WWE title matches the tag team is down at ringside or, you know, over by the announce table, you know, just kind of having his back. Um, I think that's how you do it. I, I agree with you. It could end up bad, but we're still, we're not even out of chapter one yet. Right. I think the, the people doing the best job of it are the bloodline right now. Yeah. 
And they have the benefit of their heals, and heal factions are always going to be easier to do than right babyface ones because it's well, like, heals are easier to book no matter what. Yeah, like it make of course the Usos should be at ringside in every match because their job as lackeys is to keep make do everything possible to make sure Roman has the title and leaves with the title. You can't really do that with babyfaces unless. Their oh. the their heels in that situation are out there as well, and it's like no. We're... And... Go ahead. I was gonna say like if Big E's going to a match and he's like, oh hey, Lashley's got guys coming out there to make sure he wins the title. Then it's like, oh, of course, send right the rest of the New Day out there. But if it's just you know, let's say it's Big E versus um, Drew McIntyre. Or right. versus Sheamus or somebody like that. It doesn't really make sense to me to have Kofi and Woods involved in any way, shape, or form unless there's additional outside numbers that, that come into play. And I 100% agree with that. Um, but I think that's where you keep him booked, not primarily, but booked with guys that have the manager or the or the um tag guys or the the faction so like they've started out with the bloodline something that we've all wanted to really see for a while is roman and his guys versus the new day that's a, right. a logical endpoint for a storyline and they've got the the storyline of <laughs> i joked about it earlier how many times have we seen the new day versus the usos right Right. But now it's different. Let me exactly it like you have that fresh it's, element to it. It's that thing that we've all been waiting for for a long time. And that's Roman and the Usos together. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have fantasy booked that for a long time. And then so you you keep them with guys like Roman. I don't think you go into a WWE title picture with those two guys, but if you have a quick storyline with that, with the couple defenses here and there. And of course, when he comes out to face another good guy, he, the guys stay in the back. Um, but like Bobby Lashley is a perfect example. He's always got MVP by his side. Mm hmm. So, MVP's out there, then the New Day needs to be out there. Exactly. Make sure that new MVP doesn't screw around uh put them in a match with aj styles they can have a barn burner of a match because both guys can work big e is an amazing worker for how big he is have him fight aj almost is out there okay well kofi and xavier need to be out there right and i'm not saying make comedy spots about it but like Build them up as a threat, as a unit. Mm -hmm. Then you lead into Survivor Series. There They're you go. They're all together. They add one more guy. Who Who is it? We don't know. But like, you know, they go up against the bloodline and somebody else, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I think there's a way to do with it. I don't think Big E's going to be like Roman where he's got the title for 10 months, you know, 12 months. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to be he's probably going to drop it, but 
you know, six months maybe. Maybe. But that's also my problem with it is I think that he's, and I've said this before on the pod, I think he's such a good PR guy for them. Mm-hmm. He can get them to a whole new dynamic because let's just face it, a lot of my African-American friends, they love pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of African-Americans love pro wrestling. So their representation matters. I've said this, you know, about Disney princesses. I've got, I call her my niece. It's my, my wife's best friend's daughter is half black. And she loves Disney princesses. And, but there's only one that looks like her. Like, there needs to be more stuff like that. There needs to be more WWE champions that are, that look like that look like kids, because then you're going to build the product, but also you give someone a hero to look up to. And Big E's such a good guy. Like, why wouldn't you want to look up to that guy? Right. You, everyone needs to be able, I, I heard it put like this. Everyone needs to be able to go down the toy aisle and see them. And see them. Everyone needs to be able to be like, man, I want to be like that when I grow up. A perfect example of this is the same little girl. Is that Coachman? It is. <laughs> if you're watching this... Bad Blood 2004, it's time for Eugene versus the coach. Oh, my gosh. The same little girl went to Target the other day and found brown Band-Aids. Which is a first thing ever for 2021. And she looked at her mom. She goes, Mom, look, it's my Band-Aids. And then she's like, her mom is white. Her mom looked at her and goes, can you find my Band-Aids too? And she went and found those. Like this, I'm not saying we need to treat everybody differently, but like representation also matters. Yeah. If, it's hard to have a hero whenever, you know, nobody that looks like you is 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 portrayed as a hero. That's why it was so important that Bobby Lashley won the title, that Big E has won the title, that Roman has won the title. I know we're talking about a, a different race, but here we are. There's little Samoan kids that are like, I could be WWE champion one day. There's little African American kids that are like, I can be WWE champion. It's, I think he. It's a perfect way to move into this new era. You you have a guy that is not portrayed as the villain, right? Who always does everything right from what everyone says about him. I don't think he's got a hater in the locker room. He's he could be what they want Miz to be. That guy that can go on all the talk shows and be charismatic and and bring new eyes to the product. I want to put one more thought in your head it, as far as it goes with <clears throat> Big E and the New Day working together. I'd kind of like it. We saw this at All Out with... Darby Allen versus CM Punk. Sting walks out with Darby with body language, acknowledges him, and then stands on the stage 
and watches Darby go to the ring. He goes backstage and then he comes out after the match. Yeah. I would like <clears throat> that's some stuff. He did that with Punk. Yeah. That's the stuff I would like to see with Biggie and the New Day. Like have him walk out, pat him on the yeah. back, hype him up, let him go. Let's and go. then they go backstage and they don't come out unless there's Tom Foolery of Fort. Yeah. Right. Right now, did you ever play Crack the Egg on the trampoline? Yes. So Eugene is doing that right now, and the coach is trying to get a hold of him, and Eugene just keeps rolling around in circles. For those listening at home, the Okada match just finished. There you go. What has that been, like 20 minutes? I will give you the exact timestamp right now. It has been... We've been recording officially for about 39 minutes because we were at the 40 minute mark if you have patreon you get the extra stuff that's not covered in the regular podcast for five bucks oh, only i forgot bandito and ray phoenix were in this match too mm-hmm. and ray mysterio what the god with, with his wolverine gear and then the bucks and kota abushi um so to get back on track, lots of good wrestling happened this week. Some bad wrestling happened this week. Um, I'm going to kind of go through extreme rules real quick because it's just, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about in extreme rules. Not a, not a lot happened. It's really um, until the main event. The Usos retain against the Street Profits. Charlotte beats Alexa to retain and murders Charlie, the little doll. Lily. Lily. Was it Lily that died? Yeah. Because there's two now, and I don't yeah. know which one was murdered. It was murdered. Lily. Okay. So Rip supposedly Alexa's going off TV for a while. Will that lead to a repackage? Probably. I don't know. I kind of like the character but I feel like they've done nothing with it. So let's get her back to being her badass version of herself. Damien Priest retains against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. I heard that was an okay match. I heard that Sheamus and Jeff Hardy did all the work and then uh, Priest came in at the end. I didn't hear this. Becky Lynch versus Bel Air ended in a no contest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because Sasha attacks. Okay. So disqualification. Um, and then Roman defeats the, the demon. Okay. This is the noteworthy part of the night. What was that end? So I liked it now. Before the before the toxic wrestling fans come after me and send me pictures of street views of my house and send me pictures of my <laughs> wife's profile and my employment and all that kind of stuff. Um which if you take wrestling that far, what's wrong with you? You have a problem. You you have a problem. Uh if you're sending physical threats to people and their children and their spouses because you don't agree with their pro wrestling take. You're the biggest yeah. mark of them all. But anyway, I loved it. 
And here's was it cheesy? Yes. Apparently, someone saw them before the match messing with the turnbuckle, which I think makes it even worse. I chalk it up to every time the ring breaks and every time there's a hell now with the new hell in the cell, not the red one, but the really tall one. Every time there's a hell in the cell spot where someone goes through the announce table, there's... For some of the spots they want to do that it's really unlikely that it would happen in real life or it's really not practical to pull it off safely without um, gimmicking it really well. I mean, they're normally cheesy. Let's go back to the blood and guts match with Jericho falling. Oh, yeah. Onto that. I mean, it's you uh, could see the crash pad. Yeah. It was bad. Whenever he went through the cardboard, the steel-plated cardboard, and... Right. Or, uh, like, you know, Moxley versus Omega with the poof at the end. Oh, it's, yeah. With that stuff, it's hard not to. WWE, every time, um, whether it's Shane McMahon or Kevin Owens or whoever, every time now when someone does the Hell in the Cell spot, you see the humongous airbag oh yeah underneath every time the first time uh brock and big show broke the ring it looked that's probably the best it could have looked looked great well even whenever uh mark henry and big show did the same thing it looked incredible but then when we've seen braun Strowman do it and it's like it's too perfect so they fall like the opposite posts fall at the exact same time in the exact same way. And you you can almost see like the not the the swivel, but like the the placement that they're in where it's like whoop. Like it falls perfectly. Right. And it's I just go ahead. I was just gonna say, so with that in mind, like I don't know what else could have happened other than like, hey, Act like we're tightening the turnbuckles or like switch out the ropes and just put out a top rope that's already like is already kind of thinned out. Yeah. Um, a gimmicked one. Yeah. Cause the way they did it, if you watch it, it's not just the one, the turnbuckle fin is standing on breaks. It's all of the top ones just kind of collapse like that. Yeah. Um, I, here's, here's the thing. Fans complain and complain and complain about, well, they don't use the demon enough. You know, when's the oh, last time we, we've seen the demon? The same people who were marking out and loved whenever the demon squashed Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania are no. the same people who are like, this is the cheesiest, phony. Like, how can they continue to insult us this way and think we would watch this? And it's like, <clears throat> this, I mean, obviously it wasn't as well done, but you look at any of the supernatural stuff Undertaker, Kane, Mankind have done, and it's like the Undertaker shooting lightning and catching stuff on fire, or right. the under, I mean, are we going to talk about how many times does someone open the casket and Undertaker is in there, and it's clearly like previously recorded footage, but right. then Undertaker, he's in the casket, and he's mysteriously in the ring at the same time. 
this, ladies and gentlemen, just proves that me and Mr. Rasslin don't always agree, and that's why we love each other. I don't think the problem was with the supernatural part. I think it was the execution of it. I think it's the execution. It's the same. This is coming from the same person who is an AEW lover, but hated the ending to an otherwise great match between Moxley and Omega. The exploding barbed wire hated the ending to an otherwise great match. That was blood and guts. I think I'm in. They've got the money. They, they could have done it better because from a storytelling perspective, like that's with, that's something new, you know? Oh yeah. We're adding to the demon lore that, okay, like he's dead, but all of a sudden, like, like I that don't, music hits and he's full powered again. I don't think it would have been as bad for me if they didn't turn off the lights. Yeah, it's it's weird that they kept it. It, it was just a weird thing. Like it's kind of like they tried to do with Wyatt a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I think you know they could have kept if the ending would have been Finn winning. It would make yeah. sense to keep the lights red because, like, the match was almost over anyway. Right. And it's like, oh, like, that's something crazy that just happened. But the fact that... So, for those of you who have not seen it, you can go find it probably on YouTube or on Peacock. What happens is Roman almost has Finn beat, and then all of a sudden, part of the demon's music hits, the lights turn red, and the demon shoots up to his feet. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. He throws I like that. He throws Roman in the ring, goes up to the top rope for his finisher, and all of a sudden, all four of the top turnbuckles break. He falls down to the ring, catches him off guard just enough for Roman to hit the spear. What's crazy, and this is what kind of <laughs> pulls me out of this suspension of disbelief, is as soon as the turnbuckles break, the lights go back to normal. Right. Which it's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, either it looks, it would have looked bad for the lights to stay on and the demon get beat like that. Because then it kind of says, like, oh, hey, like, when the supernatural stuff is going, he's still easy to beat. They should have right. either cut the lights as soon as he got to his feet or kept the lights on, not done that finish, and have him go over. All that to say, I like the idea. I like that they're trying. It just wasn't the best execution. At least it's not Fiend versus Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell. Horrible. Right. Apparently, uh, Fiend, uh, Bray Wyatt's going to come out and talk about that here soon. If you pay attention to um, Twitter. I was, I'll say this. I was on board with that Hell in the Cell match. Yeah. Until the weird ending. Cause it was like, oh, like it's it's kind of like a horror movie. The fiend is getting murdered, but it he's like Michael Myers. He, like it doesn't phase him and he keeps coming back. But then Seth hits him with a toolbox and a sledgehammer and okay, we gotta end the match. We gotta end the match there. It's just they wanna do these things, but they don't carry through. Yeah. It's all they want to have the feed and have this this unstoppable monster until uh, it doesn't fit what they want to do. And then they're just going to book him horribly. 
Uh, they want to have the demon to sell the toys, but you just gave away one of the biggest attractions that you've got is the fact that Finn was, was he undefeated as the fiend? He was on the main roster. On the main roster, he was. I not think he lost it. once in NXT yeah, as, the, it was, as the demon. He lost to Samoa Joe right. once. So, you know, you take away a little bit of that mystique. Now, I'm not all against that part just because Undertaker lost a lot. Kane lost a lot. It didn't take away much of their mystique, but it's like, it's different with a guy like <clears throat> Finn where the demon only comes out at special moments. Mm -hmm. It would be like building up Taker's streak and then like a couple matches later. Uh, it doesn't matter. Right. We're bringing him out for uh, to job out to somebody. And I get that they were like, well, this is going to hopefully build more hype for the fiend as far as storytelling goes that, oh, or, or for the demon that we've seen this level of like character added to him. Right. I think, I mean, even if they would have done something as simple as, you know, gimmick the turnbuckles in a way. So like have Roman just, you know, spear or slam Finn into the turnbuckles hard enough, you know, that then the top one breaks and just have Finn land in a way that's like, oh, hey, the rope just broke and it, you know, it whipped him in the back of the neck or something. I just realized it's Extreme Rules and they only had one Extreme Rules match? Yeah. They really only had one gimmick match. Yeah, they had the, that was it. Hey, last year we got the eye for an eye match. I, I'm also. Someone, I only have the Peacock channel for other things than WWE. Someone explained the lore of how Rey Mysterio got his eye back. Really, I need to know. Oh, I thought you said someone did. No, no, I, I need someone an explanation. It. I got you. <laughs> well, he he has one of um. He has uh, gosh, now I can't even think of his name. Uh, Vamp for a second. Vampiro couldn't even save Rey Mysterio's eye, but you know who he probably got could? one of Jerry Orbach's eyes. Jerry Orbach, who played Lieutenant Lenny Briscoe or Detective Lenny Briscoe on Law and Order, famously donated his eyes to people who needed eyes. That's what happened. Is he got he one got of one Jerry of Orbach's eyes? I kind of I wish. It, it looks like they're going to do Dominic versus Ray pretty soon. And I yes. want them to have an eye versus career match. <laughs> Dominic's eye versus his father's career. Now, on you know, go ahead. Here, 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 here's what they need to do. An eye versus a mask match. Okay. If, if Dominic wins, he gets the Ray Mysterio mask. If, Ray Mysterio wins, he gets both of his son's eyes <laughs> so that R Dominic can never wrestle again. On a little bit of a side note, if you guys have never heard Jim Cornette's pitch to introduce Ricochet as Prince Puma, you need to go hear it. I need to watch that. It's 
it's amazing. In a nutshell, and I'll just say it real briefly, in a nutshell, the way you introduce it is you have Rey Mysterio against some kind of opponent and Rey just can't get beat, or Rey can't defeat him. Rey can't defeat him. All of a sudden, Rey's so beaten up, he just can't compete. Rey's off TV for a long time. Well, then you start airing vignettes of Rey searching for the one person that can take up the mantle of Mysterio and defeat whoever, you know, let's say it's Roman Reigns, defeat Roman Reigns. And eventually you have Ricochet show up and, you know, find some kind of way for him to prove himself to the Mysterio family. And they, I think Cornette said something like make him do like a, a blood pact or something yeah. Um, so he's officially part of the Mysterio family. And then the final vignette before his debut airs with a shot of the back of his head of him putting a hybrid of Prince Puma and Rey Mysterio mask on. And then he turns and looks at the camera. And you debut, but we'll never get anything cool like that. No, we'll never get anything cool never. like that. I never just WWE. hope I hope Ricochet gets released, and I hope he only wrestles as Prince Puma and not Ricochet. I would again. love it. Either that or Rick O'Shea. O'Shea. Or Night if he'll just be Nightwing, I'd be cool with that too. I I'd be I'd be down with that. Now I will say this, as we've just talked about extreme rules. This is Going back to us talking about how there's just so much wrestling to watch and there's so many different flavors of wrestling, if you will. Yeah. Is in the same week that we got something super creative, maybe not executed well, but super creative. On the other side, we also had a a classic technical wrestling match. Now, not every match should be like this by any means, but we got like a good special technical match where it made sense for it to be technical and go the length that it did. Jake, what match was that? Maybe the best technical match AEW has done. I I would say that Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. This means more than the title. And it does. It's a legitimate dream match if you're a fan of technical wrestling i mean the this is what you get this is up there with you know aj versus omega or aj versus danielson you know it's you're finally getting this match that has probably happened in smaller places it probably Happened a lot overseas that we just P- don't know about it. PWG supposedly is the only time it ever happened. But now you have them on the same roster. On the same roster. And they both, you know, there's the phrase, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master or something, which is about 10 years. They're both, vet, like, they have everything they're ever going to do perfected. Oh, Yeah. To where it's like they're they're not obviously there could still be mistakes and botches, but it's like it's everything they're gonna do is going to be smooth and crisp. There was not one botch in this entire match. Meltzer's come out and said it was five stars, which of I'm, course, like right. it deserves it. No, 
No six or seven stars? It would have been seven stars if it was in the United Center. <laughs> it's true. Um, Five-star five match ends in a 30-minute time limit draw. So I guess a half Broadway, which is the only logical, like, of course they wrestled to a draw. Mm-hmm. Who's better? Neither of them. And from a storytelling perspective, there you go. Now they've got it set up for the rematch to where, okay, right. they've got to. I think, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Kenny versus Jericho um, when they did. There were all the hype videos of like Kenny Omega doing like the Rocky Four training montages. Right. I think now you've opened the door to where it's like, okay, like. I did everything I would have normally done. And whether it's Danielson or if it's Omega, it's like, hey, they matched me move for move. Right. Now you get to expand the character to back <coughs> up um, the action. Like, get, okay, you've used the excuse of, well, the real story of this is you have two people who claim to be the very best going at it. Now we've seen them go at it. How do we further that story? And now the doors are wide open to to do that. And it's exciting. And one of the things that kind of excites me about it is, you know, they always show the record. It's going to be cool to see Kenny Omega 22 and 0 or whatever. 22 and 0 and 1. Mm -hmm. Like... <laughs> and Brian Danielson will be zero zero and one. It's like, and it might have been what you said. I can't remember who who said it, but it was like someone probably went to Vince this week and went, "Well, boss, they they had two guys wrestle to a draw this week. That why don't we do something like, that? yes, uh, we'll do that, but better. We'll have Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler." We'll wrestle to a 30-minute draw. And then, of course, one of them will beat the other one. Well, you kind of missed the point there, but I'm the boss here. And but, that's um, when Bruce Pritchard comes in and does the best thing he does. Mm-hmm. I love Bruce Pritchard, but... He's the biggest man yes man in the business. Right. Uh, I have to say, a side note, after All In finished, um, a super cut of the Dark Order on Being the Elite is on. And it starts out with Brody mm. throwing the papers for the first time. Now he's trying to recruit Hangman. Can I say, can I, say just, I, miss, I miss him? I miss some of the supernatural stuff the dark order did i did too i do too like i mean going back from the beginning of all the minions showing up right that's before we knew anything or you know before brody showed up and now it's like oh yeah we we're just a team it's a great time it. to watch wrestling. i miss it but man i love the dark order like they are i i I think so, there could be a healthy balance. The rumor is, and you know AEW 
sometimes they take the rumor and he just threw the papers at silver and uh, Reynolds. Um, the, it, it, they either go all in with the rumor or they do the exact opposite of what you think. And the rumor is that Bray Wyatt is foregoing his 90 day non-compete, which only means he's not going to get paid by WWE for the 90 days. That's right. all that means for people that think that they legitimately have to sit at home. They don't. They can go join somebody else. They're just foregoing the check that they were going to get from WWE. So supposedly he's going to forego so that he can be at the AW show. I need to figure out the date, but AW is going to be in Rochester, New York, who is from Rochester, New York, Brody Lee. So the, the, the thought process is the, the dark order has been all in out of sorts here lately. They've not been, uh themselves they've been fighting with each other all of it the thought process is is bray wyatt's going to come in and lead the dark order as a tribute to brody get him back on on the same page maybe make him a little bit more supernatural again i don't hate it i really want to see them finish out the hangman story Unless something changes, and we've talked about it just briefly um, in the past, there's the rumors going on um, that, you know, obviously Bray hasn't been okay. He hasn't been 100% since Brody passed, and that's completely understandable. I, unless he does something like that, I mean, well, let me rephrase that. I don't think I could see him doing anything wrestling related again unless it's, you know, for Brody. Right. In that regard. I don't see him ever going back to WWE and doing anything. I don't see him I don't see him going to AEW unless it's in that regard. I I I like I said, I'm not I'm not against it. But they left the Hangman Dark Order storyline in a way where it should continue. Mm -hmm. Because it was the story of the Elite never had Hangman's back. The Elite did what they wanted, and Hangman didn't like that. And that's why he didn't want to join the Dark Order. And so... He gets with the Dark Order and they listen. He told him, hey, I don't want you to come out there with me. This is my battle. He gets beat down. The Dark Order comes out and Eve Luno stops them because this is what Hangman asked for. He wanted them to let him deal with it on his own. So I think you come, you come back and you have Hangman continue that story eventually winning the title. Because honestly, there's no one that can take that title off of Omega but Hangman, and it feel right. Right. Especially with the story they've been building for almost two years at this point. So, that's just that's just how I feel. Um, 
But like I said, I'm not against it. I just want them to stay to this point where there's still that story for Hangman there. Yeah, and that's the important thing is it's arguably the biggest story they have going. And yeah. for them to abandon that would be it it would be horrible because they they have the potential to do i mean it it, it right now it's building to be their biggest storyline that they've had to date but it could stay that way for a really long time if they go through with it is no here's our payoff of how we started way back here right and progress it all the way. I mean, for them to have that in their hands of, oh, people say, like, we don't do storylines. Here you go. But I, I I, don't want them to do it and then, like, completely ignore the fact that Dark Order was part of this. Because they've built it to a point where the logical thing is Hangman leads the, the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. And because they're his true friends. Mm-hmm. For the first time. Yeah. I mean, I'd love it. Have Hangman win the title. Being part of the Dark Order. And who shows up to lead the Dark Order in the way that Brody would have wanted them led. And now all of a sudden, okay, we've we've successfully had the payoff to Hangman versus... Right. Omega. But now we've introduced Bray Wyatt. And now that storyline of the Dark Order gets even deeper because it's, okay, are they just going to immediately side with Bray or is there going to be the, the friction think, of, hey, no, like, we're like we're hangman guys. Like, we're, we're here. I think that's how I fantasy book it. It's... And then so you have in the Dark Order and the Dark Order Hollywood and the Dark Order Wolfpack and the Latino Dark Order and they're they're in disarray right now and who can bring them back but the guy who caused the disarray mm-hmm. indirectly but he did yeah and then that can be your story bring Bray in have him do a little bit with the Dark Order. Maybe maybe it's a situation where Bray is just right there next to Hangman. And Bray is the guy that kind of brings them back to their roots, but still that babyface group. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting thing to, be, to me. I don't want to see Bray come in as a heel. Right. I want to see Bray as a, as a face and let's see what he can do. Yeah. And they have... Because... Go ahead. I was just going to say, and it's set up with everything that's going on in his real life, it's set up perfectly for that. Because Bray is the dark monster, is the loaf-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. I think... It's the easy path. I think you could very easily do it to where, you know, if they're going to... If they were to ever do that direction and do Hangman versus Bray, easily you could have Hangman get the heat. Here's Here's what you could do. Who's this? The long lost brother of Brody Lee, Wyatt Lee. Keith Lee. <laughs> Wyatt Lee. And go to it. I, and then there's there's part of me that just wants uh negative one to be the leader of Dark Order. Mm-hmm. 
and just continue that because I love that. But and then there's part of me that wants Anna J to be the leader of Dark Order because that was Brody's like chosen. Like she tells the story that he dubbed her number 99 because of Wayne Gretzky and she was going to be the goat. Mm hmm. So we had some other stuff we wanted to talk to tonight, but I feel like we had some really good talking and I feel like we might need to bring that up next time. Then it'll give us like a week to think about it too. Yeah. I, I, I like, I think it's been good. We did a lot of different things. Um, but I, we hope if you're listening, the one thing you take away is that we, we've proven there's a lot of options for wrestling out there. Yes, there is. And so if you're not watching wrestling, I mean, there's so many, so many options. And now Jake, I want to, I want to paint a picture for you real quick. Go just real quick before we leave the dark order completely. Let's I want you, I want you to think about this, okay? Just if you're listening to this, close your eyes with us and just picture Hangman Page has just won the AEW World Title. Okay? Dark Order comes out, they're all on the stage celebrating, clapping. It's beautiful. This long story has finally paid off. And Hangman Page is finally the AEW World Champion. And there's only one logical thing that could happen, right? Who shows up? For those of you listening at home, you would see and know a black hair Cody Rhodes coming out to be leader of the Dark Order, giving himself the ultimate rub ski. Oh my gosh. And you realize there was a contract stipulation saying he, if MJF beat him, he could never ever challenge for the AEW world title again unless he was the leader of the Dark Order. There you go. That's how I would fantasy book it. I'm just kidding. All seriousness, there's so much good wrestling to watch. Old Speaking and new. Of good, go ahead. No, that, I, that's what I was going to say. Old and new. Speaking of good wrestling, what was your favorite match this week? My favorite match this week, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Danielson versus Omega. That was that was the match of the week uh by far. Last week, Roman versus Finn was really good. Not the Extreme Rules match, but the SmackDown match was great. It's it's a good time to watch wrestling. What was your favorite match, Jake? Omega versus Danielson. I mean, it it is a kind of story that we have not seen on TV in a long time. That's can you remember the last time there was a time limit draw on TV? No, the closest I can think of is the night after WrestleMania 23 on Raw from England 
Shawn Michaels versus Cena rematch, WrestleMania rematch, and they went over an hour. Now, it wasn't yes. a draw, but they went over an hour, uh, and it was cool. I was frustrated at the time because there were matches advertised for the main event that got bumped because yeah. they allegedly went over time, and it was it was cool. You don't, you you don't, don't get expect to see, it. Yeah. To throw out a pay-per-view level match is awesome, and for it, especially when it's something that has the potential to organically turn into something larger than just a TV match. And it starts the show. Which is huge. Like, what? I mean, so think about it like this. If they do the kickoff SmackDown and Roman's defending the Universal title against someone, and it's like, yeah, Roman's gonna get the quick pin, you know, go on to the acknowledge the table and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hold up, like, this match is going way longer than I thought it would. Okay, we're going into commercial break. And you have the first half hour, maybe the first full hour of SmackDown is just someone in Roman Reigns going all out. Can I just say this real quick? Um, who is the funny, funniest person in wrestling and why is it John Silver? It's because of that bald head. This is just I, I'm so happy to watch this supercut. Like I I gotta watch more of it, but anything else for you, Landon? I know we're kind of running out of time here. <clears throat> That's all I've got. Seriously, if you've stuck around this long, thank you. Please, please interact with us in the Facebook group. Find us. We're the admins of the Facebook if you just want to DM us and let us know what do you want to see here in season three uh what do you want to see on the main pod weeks what do you want to see on the non-main weeks let us know what you're watching interact with us please if you're part of the patreon you're getting some exclusive footage right now from both of us and we're not even going to say what's going on but watch it if watch patreon it. will let you if they will let you rest in peace. On that note, this has been the Brothers in Cafe podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Leave us a review on wherever you listen to podcasts. Pretty, pretty, please. We love it and appreciate all the feedback you give us because we do this for you guys and girls that listen we want to make this the best podcast for you so help us but from mr rasslin for el gigante this has been the brothers in kayfabe and it's just been too sweet for life we'll see you next week ladies and gentlemen